How many times have we stopped ourselves from doing something because we couldn't make a decision? How many times have your clients stopped themselves because they couldn't make a decision that they were like, ah, oh, there's like so many, so many options. Like, what do I do? So I want to give you an idea to pursue on rethinking about how decisions are made and what are some of the parameters to really think about when you're helping somebody make a decision and, and test it out for yourself. Welcome to the EverCoach Podcast, your destination to learn new ideas to impact your clients, make money, and get inspired. I'm Ajit Nawalka, your host. In the next 20 minutes or less, you're about to listen to an idea that could potentially change your life. Hello there, coach. In today's episode, we are talking about something that I think you might have experienced a lot when it comes to your own personal growth and also in your client's personal growth. And it is decisions. How many times have we stopped ourselves from doing something because we couldn't make a decision? How many times have your clients stopped themselves because they couldn't make a decision that they were like, ah, oh, there's like so many, so many options. Like, what do I do? So I want to give you an idea to pursue on rethinking about how decisions are made and what are some of the parameters to really think about when you're helping somebody make a decision and, and test it out for yourself. So what I've found is there are two types of decision makings. First is a decision that is made for the long term. And one is a decision for, that is made for the short term. The long-term decisions are decisions around vision and purpose and where do I want to go and what do I want to create? How does that relationship need to look? And decision-making for that is fairly based on how you feel and what's happening for you right now. And so decision-making in that context is almost like playing chess. And here is what I mean by that. There's a great video that Will Smith has put out recently where he talks about sitting down with a grandmaster and the grandmaster tells him, hey, one of the techniques or the, one of the ways to really know how to win in chess is to imagine your pieces where you want them to be. Don't worry about how you will get there. Just imagine where they will be. And Will Smith says, well, that sounds ridiculous because I've not even started playing and how and why should I imagine where the chess pieces will be? And the grandmaster says, well, that's the secret. When you imagine where your chess pieces are going to be and imagine as if it's going to happen, you reverse engineer what your steps should be to get to that point. And that's what long-term decision-making is like, is imagining where will you be and then from there make decisions. So a long-term decision-making is a lot about setting yourself in a place where you want to be with the intuition that you currently have. There is intuition, inherent intuition that you have about what would be right for you. And with that intuition, you have to ask yourself the question, hey, where would I like to be five years from now, 10 years from now? Now, the only thing that corrupts this intuition is data that we get from outside sources, people and friends and how people tell us what we should be doing, what we shouldn't be doing, what we should be creating, what we shouldn't be creating. So that intuition can get corrupted or informed by outside information. So be mindful of where you're getting your information, getting your insight, getting your input 
But once you have gotten that input, lead into your own meditation and intuition to ask yourself, where would you like to be in five or 10 years from now? Almost as if you are playing chess, where you are visualizing that you will get to the outcome. You are expecting yourself to get to the outcome. And you can do this with your clients too. You can ask them, okay, let's imagine yourself five years from now. Let's close our eye. Let's imagine, take a mental journey of where would that ideal self sit five years from now, 10 years from now. And let's see if that feels right in our bones, in our nervous system, in our meditation. If it feels right, that may be an easy way to make a long-term decision is to paint the ideal picture and chase that. Chase that outcome because once you've set yourself up there for long term, it's easier for you to decide what action needs to happen today because you're chasing a long term. But here is what happens. When we are chasing a long term, in the short term, in the immediate future, we'll have a lot of options again where we'll be like, okay, I can get to this destination in model one, model two, model three, model four. There are many ways to get to the final outcome. And that is where short-term decision-making comes in. Now, short-term decision-making can be seen as playing poker or any card game. Is You're looking for probabilities. You're not looking for absolutes. You're looking for what is it that is most probable to be the right outcome in this situation. Where is it that I feel like probability-wise, I will win or make progress towards my long-term goal, towards my long-term decision. And when you're looking for probable better outcomes, you have to rely on data, which means what information do I have currently that will give me enough data for me to make a better short-term decision that will give me long-term aligned outcomes and consequences that I want in my life, the results that I want in my life. And that short-term data-driven approach should give you probably what are the better decisions to make in the short term. Let me give you an example. Recently, I was speaking with a client. And when I was speaking to the client, they were like, yeah, we promote this particular type of products and we, it seems like we, we are not making the right decision here because our clients are confused. And I was like, where did you get the data that your clients are confused with this particular model that you're going for? And they said, well, I don't have data on this. I have anecdotal evidence. I have my customer support people telling me that they are experiencing this particular challenge. And I was like, well, that sounds great anecdotally. But if we don't have data, what we are operating from is we are making a short-term decision based on an approach that only helps you make long-term decisions. Because in long-term decisions, you cannot have any data set that predicts the future. Because it's impossible to predict future, only intuition helps you do that. And more you develop your intuition, better you'll get at predicting what may happen in the future based on all the insights you have currently. But that is an intuition, which means it has a 50% probability of being wrong. Now you're just betting on your intuition, and that's the right thing to do for long-term decision-making. But for short-term decision-making, you absolutely can look at the data because the immediate future will have some kind of insight. Your immediate future can be predicted or can be at least moved towards a positive direction by looking at your current data set and saying, hey, where is this data pointing at as my next step? And which is the option I should choose if I am looking at this data set? And once you look at the data set and you make a more probable choice based on the data received, you are more likely to make better short-term decisions. So what you really want to do is you want to qualify, firstly, if your decisions are long-term or short-term. If they're long-term, 
play it like chess. Imagine where you want to be and then work backwards. And if you're making short-term decisions, play it like a card game. It is all about probabilities. It's all about being able to say, what's the data that I have? What are the cards that are being played? What is the situation that I'm in? And what is the probability of me winning this hand? Right, And as you play that probability for a short-term approach, you have a greater chance of winning. You have a greater chance and greater probability of winning when you are playing probabilities on the short-term. So decision-making can be simplified. Decision-making can become more and more accurate based on this model of thinking about something in the short-term and in the long-term. Now, here's another model I want to give you as you're deciding your short-term approach, especially in a business context. This works more easily when you're working with a business client. Weigh your business ideas on the scale of L-E-R-R, which is leverage, ease, risk, and return. That means evaluate if your current idea that you're pursuing has leverage, which means do you have some traction on this idea already and there's a probability that there is some leverage which hence will make your idea win. Second is ease, how easy it is. If it's easier, give it a higher rating so you can see, hey, an easy idea is more probably to actually get executed and hence win. Third measure, which is risk, is how risky is it? If it is very risky, give it a lower score because you don't want to pursue the riskier idea, you want to pursue the less risk idea so you have a probability to win or probably to lose less money or less resources depending on how the idea is and what the idea requires. And lastly is return. The higher the return, the better the idea for now, for the short term. Because if you are using your leverage, it's easy, it's low risk, and you get massive return on that particular idea, that idea is more likely to move you forward towards the outcome and the long-term vision that you have for yourself and your organization. So with that note, let me tell you that this podcast and subscribing to this podcast has been a good decision for you. I can say that because I've been reading reviews that have come in from listeners of this podcast and they are so encouraging. For example, Jude George says, the podcast to follow for aspiring coaches. As a new coach, this podcast has inspired me and given me so many tools to apply with my clients and in my business. Excellent podcast to follow for all aspiring coaches out there. And then Julie says, I love their content. I love Evercoach's content, their guests and topics. I'm a coach myself and currently going through all the topics they're discussing. They're great help going through this journey. Thank you so much for submitting these amazing reviews that we get to read and be inspired by to create even better content, even better strategies, even better tools for you that you can consume in less than 15 minutes. If you are inspired by this particular episode, I really encourage you to go ahead and submit a review for us on any of the platforms that you use to listen to this particular podcast. Thank you so much for listening in. This is Ajit Navlaka, and you're listening to the Evercoach Podcast. I am your host, Ajit Navlaka, and every week on the Evercoach Podcast, I will bring the world's best thinkers, coaches, trainers, to share some of their best ideas to solve real client problems, live a prosperous life, and be an even better version of ourselves.